you're listening to Baby Steps with Matt and Adam, where we learn the basics of the Christian faith together through steps so small they seem ridiculous. Let's get going. Our baby step for today comes from the first commandment, you shall have no other gods. What does this mean, Adam? Well... It means that we should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. So let's repeat the first baby step. Let's make sure we understand it. Everyone wake up. You were driving. And uh, let's say it again. What's the first commandment? You shall have no other gods. And it means we should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. So it's a very simple statement, but it is the most profound commandment. Uh, That's why it's number one because it sets the stage for the next 10 commandments and, in fact, sets the stage for our lives, for the world, and for the future resurrection of all things. That's right. So let's get down to what this means for you listening. All right. So this commandment over the years, and, in fact, that small baby step that we should fear, love, and trust in God, I would just memorize that and get to know it. It's a really helpful in my personal life for anchoring me, um, especially when you're going through, um, you're starting to feel a lot of anxiety, let's say about work. Like you might be going to work right now and you're anxious because you can't predict the future. You can't control what happened yesterday. And there's just a lot of fear. And so the idea of having a God that is outside of creation, that he created these things and cares for them, it starts to realign us as creatures And we should be more scared about what God thinks of us than about what another person thinks about us. Or we start to align like, oh, I need to fear the God who creates all things, not another creation. And so for me personally, I go, Lord, help me, because I don't just naturally fear, love, and trust God. I naturally fear, love, and trust things, work, uh, how I feel. Uh, how my own performance. And so it, it helps to re-anchor us and go, Lord, I'm going to look to you to get all my cues. Kind of like a baby when it falls or a two, two-year-old that looks to its parents to get its cues. Do I cry? Is this hurting me? Or, And the parent laughs and then the baby kind of cries and then goes, <laughs> that's, a, that's a reference to baby steps. Cool. But no, for me personally <clears throat> though, it's a re-anchoring and a reassessing so that whatever you're going through, you say, okay, I'm just going to fear you, God. And then I'm going to uh, love you. Well, you're going to love me. I realize that when I look to you in fear, you love me. You've sent your son to do the work and you've given that to me. And now I'm going to trust you with all my prayers and all my concerns. In fact, you've created me as God to look to you and to receive love and then to give you all my cares and concerns. So it's really, for me, a foundational anchoring into uh, God. It's going to set the whole trajectory for our lives. So if I'm hearing you correctly, yes, this commandment, secures us, gives us security about our day, about who we are and what we're supposed to do, because we have a God who we are dependent upon for life. Yes, it gives you identity. You're going to be a person of faith in a God outside of creation. Mm -hmm. It's going to secure you that God has sent his son to die for you and gives you his righteousness. And then it's going to set you up for meaning and purpose in this world. Now go about your day doing your job, loving your wife and your kids, or doing and serving whatever's in front of you. Well, that sets us up for our next question, Yeah, which, how does this commandment, 
having no other gods, fear, loving, and trusting in God above all things, help us serve our neighbor. Right. So uh, we know that all of the Ten Commandments are kind of whittled down to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And in the very first commandment, have no other gods, is to say, I'm going to worship the only God that is true. And that God has revealed himself and his main purpose in restoring the earth and restoring humans. That's why he says, now I want you to go love your neighbors. That's my heart. Mm -hmm. And so your question was, how does this uh, show itself for others? So like we get the idea of meaning for myself, it anchors me. But now having the belief in one God, fearing, loving, and trusting him frees you up to start thinking about people in the world. So I, I can think about my wife today. I have the bandwidth. If my God is going to take care of my needs and I can look to him, now I can actually make a dinner for my wife or I can pick up my kids from soccer practice mm-hmm. or I can show up to work on time and I can be kind even though no one sees it and it doesn't feel like it's going to change the world. That's where we trust God. God brings all the eternal value, and he says, now I just want you to love your neighbor in these small moments. I'll make something of it. All the pressure for you to make something of it is off. You just get to be in the moment, be kind, be faithful, uh, be yourself. And so I think it affects how, uh, it's going to affect how we treat others. And you, you can't love your neighbor if you're so wrapped up in trying to secure yourself secure the future, secure your meaning and purpose, figure that out, then do it right. And you just, you can't do it. If you have any other God, and what we mean by other gods are, um, well, what do you think, Matt? Let me, I've been talking a lot. That's okay. Yeah, so for us to have a God right, is someone you're looking, something or someone that you look to for all uh, comfort, security, purpose, right. and meaning. And... So if you're looking to anything created, you are looking towards the wrong thing. You're no longer fear-loving and trusting God. You're fear-loving and trusting something else that's been created and cannot give you the things that God, your creator, can give you. Well, and you're elevating yourself to being um, like a negotiator with God. So Mm -hmm. you now are working with God instead of being under God and receiving, you're figuring it all out. And when you have to be God or be equal to God, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to love. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And then no one else is helping you achieve that. So you start to distance yourself from your neighbor Mm -hmm. and you don't show love um, because you have no trust that you have any to give away. Yeah. So when you are no longer secure in God, when you are not fearing, loving, or trusting him, you either create your neighbor to be your God. Mm -hmm. Someone else in your life becomes a God to you and you start trying to fear, love, and trust them, which then puts them in a horrible position because they cannot meet your needs the way God can. Or you start using your neighbor to please God, to make yourself feel like you're good with God. And so you're not actually caring for your neighbor. You're now uh, using them to prove that you mean something and it's just a, a horrible abuse. But once you have this identity that you receive from God, you look to God for all good things, now you can engage the world around you 
in a loving way. Right. So let's imagine what a world would look like where we fear, love, and trust God. So let's imagine just for this moment, wherever you find yourself, whether you're prepping for work, you're driving, you're stressed out, okay, wake up, you're a little bit stressed out. Imagine what it would look like now to fear, love, and trust God. So how does that shake you out of the fear or the anxiety or the arrogance or despair? That's what I was just thinking about. I would no longer have any anxiety. Right. The the fear of what's going to happen during today is gone and lifted. Now today isn't an anxious idea. Today is an exciting idea that I'm now free to explore with God and with the people around me. Right. And I think as we imagine uh, what it could look like, it's really just hope. Um, We know one day in the resurrection Mm -hmm. of all things, uh, we will all have one God. We shall have no other gods. We shall fear, love, and trust in God. And so what what will that world look like? And it it will look like what you said. We'll all be engaging in in creative endeavors and loving each other and and not anxiously trying to prove ourselves or to secure our future. And I think uh, we start to imagine that in our own homes. And I'm just saying to you right now, the listener, start to imagine that just today or just in moments. Because if you're anything like me, uh, I I can rest in having no other gods, but then my flesh, my uh, sinful world quickly starts to pick up. I think I need to be God here, Mm -hmm. or I need that to work out for me to be in control and to feel comfort. And that's where we just repent and say, God, forgive me. I want to fear, love, and trust only you because you are the author of life. You're the redeemer of life. You're the sustainer of life. And now we are hoping and moving towards a world where we all have no other gods before us. And so the baby step, remember this. You shall have no other gods. And we should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. That's great. That's today's baby step. That's your baby step. So anchor in that. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. 